Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Monday, August 5th, 2019, and this is the ride. Hey, my friends, I'm coming to you live with all the enthusiasm that I can possibly, possibly package in this voice of mine. I hope you're feeling excited for the new week. I know that there's a lot that I am going to be accomplishing in this week, and I trust that it is true for you. And by accomplishment, I don't necessarily mean adding to your portfolio of reports that you have to generate for your job, but I'm sure that maybe that's part of it. That's fine, but accomplish. I've had some time to think about accomplishment. In fact, I have had a good amount of time to think about it. Because if you didn't know, by now, I haven't recorded a podcast in nearly, I want to say, 12 weeks. So you might say, man, I didn't accomplish anything. No podcasts. But the truth is... I did accomplish some things that I'm going to tell you about, and maybe they're things that you wouldn't have, you know, checked them off on some kind of checklist. They might have been a less tangible thing, but nonetheless, still incredibly important to consider as an accomplishment. I'll tell you this, though. I've got a whole lot more to accomplish in my life. But it feels good to have certain things accomplished. So for those who don't know, I have been out of commission a little bit. Because of an injury I sustained while playing basketball. About, I guess it would be 11 weeks ago. Which caused both of my knees to have to undergo surgery. To correct a patellar tendon tear. That's the tendon that goes from your lower leg up to your kneecap. And as I was playing basketball one day, I went up for a layup and both knees tore within seconds of each other. I got to tell you, man, that was some painful, some painful stuff. But God got me through it. And my family stood by me through this whole process. See, the pain lasted for just a moment. And truly, whoa, hello. I, uh, I just saw my future flash before me. It's kind of foggy. I'm sure this driver didn't realize what they were doing, but the intersection I was approaching uh, was where they needed to stop. And they were not going to stop. I guess it's lucky that it was my turn, so I was slowing down to make a turn, but man, that would have not been good. Anywho, the pain lasted for a moment. I want to say maybe 25 minutes of moment. And then I think your body goes into some kind of... It wasn't shock, because I am aware of what that is. I was cool as a cucumber... But I think your body goes into this 
phase where it's getting so much pain messages that it just kind of turns it off. And uh, anyway, so I was just talking with my <laughs> my team, just guys from work, and uh, while we were waiting for the ambulance to get there, and it, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't pleasant, but it wasn't excruciatingly bad like it had been. But the pain is for a moment. Get this, I, I got to the hospital, and so if you don't know, when you have this tendon tear, your kneecaps are not in the normal place because your your quad muscles from your upper leg, they, they're tensioned, and they're pulling your kneecap up because there's nothing to stretch your quads down. I got to the hospital, and one of the things they did that afternoon, not not more than a few hours after I arrived, they wanted to see if I could walk to go home to maybe chill out for a couple weeks until the surgery were to take place. Yeah, as if. So I humor them by, uh, you know, I... I took the the nurses by the shoulders or something. I forget exactly how this was, but I'm thinking to myself, you've got to be majorly kidding me to to think that I can put weight on these things and do any kind of movement whatsoever. I mean, that's just ludicrous. This is both knees. This, by the way, doesn't happen very often, I'm told. The surgeon who ended up taking care of me the next day because attempting to walk was absolutely not going to happen. But the surgeon told me that he had never uh, experienced this type of injury where it was bilateral. And another elder surgeon that was consulted as well had been doing this stuff for 20 years and only had worked on one bilateral. So I guess I was lucky that way. Because once the surgery took place, and for those who want to hear about the cool, the cool engineering of it, they actually drill holes into your kneecap. Hope this isn't freaking you out. No big deal. You know, continue eating your coffee and bagel. But they they simply suture this metallic suture through the tendon that was torn but is still connected to your lower leg, they suture that and then they go through those holes in the kneecap to cause it to, uh, you know, reconnect. And then it causes everything to become tight again. And so that took place. And then I had the first night of excruciating pain So I said pain is only for a moment. Well, I really had two moments of real pain. And that was the injury and then the night after the surgery. Hey, it made me realize, fellow riders, that we're going to experience, at times, I I think no matter who you are, there's going to be times that we experience something just beyond what we think we can handle. You know, the... Bible says that God won't let us go through something 
that we can't handle. But I think there's times that if we're just leaning on our own strength, our own mind, our own intellect, the thing that we're going through is so beyond a reasonable expectation that we could handle it, that we could just like turn off, zone out, um, retreat into our inner self, which is kind of what happened. I mean, it was it was a pretty bad night, but then it got better. Then the subsequent nights were f- much better. And I was walking, believe it or not. I was walking in the sense that my legs were in a brace, both of them, and were not bending at all. So I was more like stick stick figure walking. And lucky me, I could do that for six more weeks. It kind of started to sink in when I realized that they were giving me these little tools to take home. Now, lucky for me, I was blessed to have family around to assist me. And they were so awesome in this process. I was given a few tools to allow me to do things on my own. One of them was a, a tool that helps you get socks on. It has, it has rope handles on it. It's kind of ingenious. But when, when uh, I was given that little tool... It kind of hit me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to reach my feet. I've never been limber enough to reach my feet without bending my knees, so I couldn't reach my feet. And that's kind of a humble position that I was in because I was really dependent on a number of people, and it can be depressing. I know my first couple weeks. I was away from work, of course, and with maybe three or four more weeks after that away from work, unable to drive, it can be kind of a depressing time. And I've already gone through the pain, and now I'm dealing with some of the leftover consequences of what I went through. And I had every opportunity to record a podcast through this thing, by the way, but I didn't, I didn't want to. Pretty much until right now. So I told you I'm going to accomplish things this week. And that I accomplished things since we spoke last. So since that injury, a number of things have taken place. Um, My son had his graduation open house as he graduated from high school. And he also went to the college that he's going to be attending this fall in Detroit. He went to that college for a three-week intensive program where he went through some design classes that kind of helped him determine what discipline he wanted to go into, whether it was transportation design or product design. So he has selected transportation. And so that whole process of getting him there and moving him in and then moving him out, because he lived in the dorms during this period, this was a, a big move for him, and it was a big move for, for me and my wife. It wasn't made any easier by having to walk around in these, these braces on my legs, but it was workable. 
What are some other things that I have accomplished? Well, I worked a little bit on the book, The Paper Trail, that's based on this podcast. Maybe not as much as I could have, but writing a book, writing this book is taking a little bit longer than I thought. Pray for me that I will use my time wisely and get it done. I think one advantage I had while I was in bed rest was I could focus on some things that I felt were really important, or at least think about the importance of things. I thought about the importance of my job, my standing in life, my salary, my home. Those are all things we tend to think about. But the most important thing for me was my family. See, this time, it helped me think because I was able to spend a whole lot more time with my family. A lot more than I would have normally. And for that, I'm really happy. And aren't we always seeking, or aren't we always thinking that we're seeking happiness in life? Well, this period of recuperation actually gave me some major happiness because I could spend time with my family. So I guess that's a little redemption from that injury. But I was able to spend a bit of time with my son and daughter and wife, but I'm focusing on my son and daughter because they are basically both college students now and this could be the last summer that I have with my son because there's likely opportunities for internships and things like that during summers if he plays his cards right so I was able to spend a a good deal of time with him so the accomplishment that I was really thinking about that really means more than making another report which ironically I spent this weekend making a report it's a little bit cooler than black text on a white page it's a very colorful interactive graph that I can show some cool data even on my phone uh, it's going to be a really cool tool it's more like a app rather than a report, but nonetheless, it still takes second place or maybe even fifth place to other things I'm doing. And, and first place is building the family relationship stuff. It is absolutely the number one thing. And then here's the irony. Um, it's been somewhat difficult as my son is transitioning to college he's an adult now and very much wanting to be independent and he is stretching his wings and and doing what probably every 18 year old boy is wanting to do which is get the heck out of Dodge without the gracious handling 
of how he communicates that to mom and dad. He's rather blunt. But I think I might have been too. So I'm maybe getting a little bit of my own medicine. I don't know. But I was looking at the Bible Gateway today. And the verse that came up was Psalms 119 verse 130. This was the, the verse of the day. And it says, The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. That's it. That's all it said. I'd like to believe that I've got some wisdom that God's given me, and I've got some wisdom that life has given me through my years. And I have always been wanting to give my son and my daughter a piece of my mind. Yeah, that's, well, that's probably true. And I'm always hoping that wisdom is coming forth, but I'm realizing more and more as I'm dealing with my son and my daughter that uh, my words might be full of the wisdom that I think they have, but they're in a different generation. And I've got to kind of let some certain things go. I mean, I, I'm going to tell them the way I feel things need to be told, but ultimately, now that they're at this age, they're responsible for how they how they take those words. You know, as Christian parents, I thought the Bible said that you train up a child the way they should go, and, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. But why is it that I feel like that isn't necessarily true? Well, I can tell you why. And if you're feeling the same way... I want you to relax just a little bit if you're dealing with kids going off to college. So I can tell you from my experience that 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 point where the teen is kicking into this independent mode, whether they're going off to college or maybe they're starting a, a career or, you know, moving away from home, whatever it is that's the, the new adulting thing that they're doing... They might be kind of pulling away and trying to find who they are without crutching on the parents. And it might feel bad for the parents. And in my case, I was raised in the Word. And in that independent period of my life, I was deciding how I was going to live. Because it wasn't my mom and dad choosing, it was me. And I had the right to choose. It was my life. It's my life. And so in that process of choosing, there might be some appearance of falling away. And you need to put the life of your kids into the hands of our Creator. He created them. We have been called to raise them to the point where they can be adults and then at some point raise their family well, we, we need to put them into the hands of God and so for me it took a little bit of time for me to determine what my life looked like but I eventually came around and decided to live for Christ first on my terms you know not my parents terms and then eventually on God's terms. It's a process.
Like anything else in life, it's a process. Relationships are a process. If you are a parent and you've got teens that are going through this right now, I pray that God will give you this grace that surpasses your understanding. That you will be able to release your worry and your concern into the, into the hands of God. That you will know in your, in your knower, in your heart, that God has this under control. That he will give you what you need and give your kids what they need. It's all like, it's what I lean on. It's the only thing I can lean on. It's my understanding isn't good enough for this. And remember before when I said that, you know, it was a little bit hard to know, it was a little hard to believe that, you know, God could not allow us to go through more than we could handle. But I was able to handle my injury, which I would have, had a difficult time without God and he got me this far it's kind of interesting how this worked out but this week this week is my 12th week this is the week that my my braces come off I have these cool black Robocop like braces on my legs I'm sure I could automate them and probably run like the wind but I feel more like Forrest Gump I want to run forest, run, and get these things broken off me. And this week, they'll come off, which is a reminder of how, as parents, we're kind of like their braces. We're, we're bracing them to take on life. But at some point, the braces have to come off. I saw a video the other day of a little girl who the parents had filmed her Maybe it's once a week. I don't think it was every day of her life, but it was maybe once a week, I'm going to guess. From the time that she was maybe three until the time she was 16. So she, every, every week she was in front of the same backdrop. And there's a little bit of, you know, it wasn't just pictures, static pictures, but it was a little bit of video for each one and it you could just watch it and you could watch her age i'm remembering that because here you've got this little kid with you know a gappy smile and cute little girl and at some point she reaches the age where she gets braces in the course of this video that took maybe three minutes You saw different hairstyles. You saw different clothing, of course. Throughout these around 13 years in this one video that took about three minutes. And at one point, the braces appeared. And at one point, the braces were gone. I bet if you were to ask her, during the time she was wearing those braces, she felt like it took forever. And that that she only knew her life with braces. But there was that one point when the braces were no longer there. And she was, I don't know, let's just say that she was 13 at that point. Maybe 14. But they were gone. And then it was a memory, a distant memory. And then as time goes, it's a more and more distant memory. 
Well, parents, I think maybe this message is for you and for me. Is that we have been kind of like the brace for our kids. And for me, and for many of you, we're at the frame where the braces come off. And just like the way the dentist does it, he doesn't take them off at the first moment that everything is straight and perfect. He keeps them on longer so that they kind of grow into where they're supposed to be. And so when you take the brace off, they stay. So that's what we've done, parents. We've been the guidance up to this point. When that guidance is taken away, things stay straight and where they should go. It was always God's plan for that to happen. And last night, my wife and I went out for a little date night. And we went to a town on the coast of Lake Michigan. We didn't really plan it this way, but it was a place where we had visited a bed and breakfast when she was first pregnant with our first child. And as we were driving back home last night, we I'm pretty sure we passed that B&B. It was dark. I couldn't quite make it out, but I'm pretty sure we did. You know, that was 20 years ago. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like 20 years has gone by. But it did. Somehow it did. I just want you to know, parents, that you're not alone feeling the way you do. And it's okay to feel the way you do. But if it gets overwhelming, not if, but when please know that I'm praying for you and that God has got you see there's a difference between I mean you know this yeah we're the brace that comes off our our young adults life but we're still there for them right we still offer encouragement we still help them through some of the things that they are still trying to figure out I mean we are not out of the picture it's just a it's a new phase that we're transitioning through and it's maybe difficult at times but in the same way god is your father and every phase you go through you're leaning on him in certain ways but now you need to lean on him in a new way you need to trust him with this And you know that you're never going to leave your kid. You're always going to be their parent. Well, God is always your parent. Today, lean into your father, and he will give you what you need. And with God's help, the relationship that you have with your kids will not only grow, it'll flourish, and it will accomplish much. So with that... I want to remind you to stay in the Word of God and live in peace. Pray for those who persecute you. And yeah, nobody said it was going to be a piece of cake. I don't know why we why I always think that, but the more and more I realize the things that I've gone through in my life, the more and more I realize that it's not the avoidance of pain and difficulty and struggle that is a sign of a, a good life. It's just the ability 
to go through life in the midst of those things. Besides, it's a pretty boring life if you don't have a lot of stuff like that going on. You get soft. We need to get strong. We need to trust in God. We need to make every day count regardless of the hurdles that we have to face. Are you with me? I think we're all going to make it to that finish line one day. Sometimes we have little bumps and bruises, but we're going to make it. You're going to make it. Fellow riders, I love you and I'm praying for you. And I will see you on the flip.